0: Nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring today. Robert Half is here to help. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: Hi, thanks for joining us. My name is Chris Freeman, and I'll be hosting this Barron's podcast. I'm the chairman of the Barron's advisor programs in Australia. Uh, our guest today is well known to many of you. Uh, Charlie Viola is the Managing Director and Partner of Wealth the Picture Partners here in Sydney. Um, Charlie has been a, a, um, a fixture in the Barons' uh, rankings uh, since we started, and in fact, he was number one spot um, a few years back. So welcome, Charlie, and thanks for your time. Hey Chris, how are you, mate?
0: Thanks for having me. I'm good, me.
1: thank you. Thanks for asking, um, Charlie. You know, whichever way we cut it, you are one of the most successful advisors in the country. What do you attribute to your success?
0: Uh, I try not to think of myself as that. Probably is one is one thing.
1: Um, yeah, yep, number uh, one.
0: Yeah, but no, look, I think, I don't know, I I think I just take the view with all of this stuff that what we do in terms of, you know, managing people's capital and looking after them and providing kind of advisory services really isn't rocket science. Uh, you know, nothing that we do is that complex. From an investment perspective, from a structuring perspective, um, the thing that we do really is we give people comfort. So I think the absolute key to my success is the client service piece, is getting back to people, is if an email comes in, respond to it. If the phone, if the phone rings, you know, and, and you miss it, call them back. Because at the end of the day, whether somebody's got – million dollars or they've got a hundred million dollars they really just want to feel safe and secure that someone's got their best interests at heart so yeah I, I honestly think it's just getting back to
1: people to be honest yeah so it's client relationships and giving them confidence about their um investments in the future they are you know aligning their plans with their assets is that what i heard
0: yeah look, look i think um anybody with a sizable amount of money who comes to somebody like me, is going to assume that, you know, I know the difference between um, debt or equity. They're going to assume that I know how to count. They're going to assume that um, I know how to put a portfolio together. Um, What we want them to do, though, is feel really comfortable that everything that we're doing is in their best interests. And what we want them to do is really understand that we're acutely aware that we're dealing with their life savings. So um, all all of the things that, you know, they'll absolutely assume that we know what we're doing. Um, What we want them to do, though, I always feel really comfortable that they're doing it with someone that cares about them.
1: Yep, that's a re- that's a really good point. And I I read on your website that you're specialising clients with five million plus. And I would assume, I think I know the answer to this, but what do you think they're looking for from you? Oh, probably no different to anybody else, really. Okay.
0: Um, I, I think you know, one of the things for us is, you know, there's a commercial reality from a financial services point of view in terms of the type of client that we can take. But there's also the value add piece. Uh, We we work really hard to get people in the deal flow and show them, you know, a variety of investment um, opportunities. And and I think, you know, if somebody's got sort of, you know, 10 or 15 or 20 or 30 or $40 million, um, the reality is there's only so many CBA or BHP shares that you can actually buy for them. So I think those people are looking for genuine diversity, you know, they're looking for different types of investments, they're looking for, you know, perhaps opportunities or investments that they couldn't otherwise uh, access if they're not coming to kind of groups like us.
1: Yep, okay. So what, what do you think they value most from you?
0: Uh, Well, I do think that I certainly think from what I understand, and whenever we do the net promoter score thing, um, that they absolutely value the contact, they absolutely, uh, you know, value the context, uh, really kind of applying investment decisions and portfolio construction in the context of what they're actually trying to achieve we work really hard to kind of build back to people's objectives, you know, really understand what it is that they want out of their money. So I think that's absolutely valued. And then I think the other piece is very much that deal flow uh, stuff where, um, you know, lots of people talk about alternatives uh, from an investment point of view. Um, alternatives mean different things to different people, right? Like some people, some people hear the word alternative and they think, you're, you know, you're going to go and put people's money into Guatemalan coal mines or something, um, which just is which just isn't the case, right? Like um, generally speaking, what you're doing is taking very normal assets and very normal investments, uh, you know, and perhaps wrapping them up differently. And and sometimes you're taking some you know some liquidity premium um, uh, in that where money's people are locked up a little longer, uh, but it provides real diversity from you know financial markets. It ensures you smooth out returns over a period of time, and I think people value that they're seeing something that's a little different to just financial market risk
1: yep yep that makes makes a lot of sense um how how do you attract new clients do you have a um, business development plan
0: uh I probably did once you know I, I think you know once upon a time I had a desk and a phone book and you know yeah. it was ringing ringing centers of influence out of the uh the phone book um yeah. and then I kind of moved on and, and tried to become a bit of a uh, a share plan expert where I'd sort of go and market to to large listed companies so that I could get access to their c-suite um as time has gone on uh, I probably I don't too much anymore i i sort of um you know i do a little bit of this sort of stuff in terms of podcasts and getting my views of the world and my views of the industry uh out there uh, and then the other thing that i do is um as lots of people who know me know uh is i'm very heavy into motorsport where i'm a race car driver myself and um spend a fair bit of time around uh you know race tracks and what have you and um you know we put the picture partners kind of logo on the race cars and sponsor a few people and what have you and that type tends to drive you know you know tends to drive sort of some good clients to us as well but I don't know not really like I'm a big one for kind of talking to everybody the more you the more people you talk to the more relationships you build the more it seems to come over time to be honest
1: yeah yeah well whatever you've done has worked I think you've got how much have you got under advice these days
0: uh so the whole of the business is about 3.5 bill i, I personally look after about two 2.1 bill myself yeah so um oh uh, yeah it's a it's a big number I, I mean we you know it's a lot of other people's money uh, I, i'm not sure that we kind of always sit there and kind of add it up and count it um sure. but you know i think it's one of those things where you kind of stand back and you have a look it's you know it, it's, a, it's a lot of other people's money that we're responsible for and you know we we take that responsibility very, very seriously, which is why we like to keep having conversations with people uh, about, you know, what they're after, what their goals are, you know, um, what legacy do they want to leave? Yeah. Lots of our clients, you know, that's a big one for them, the legacy issue, because most of them have got more money than what they can spend themselves, and they're aware of that. Um, so, you know, we talk lots about, well, what's the legacy going to be? You know, what you, what, what, do you want your kids to get from from these monies uh, over time? So,
1: Yeah, that's good. And I think that the key word for me there is responsibility. You know, a couple of billion dollars of other people's money. And as you said, you know, their life savings is a big responsibility.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But And like I said, I'm not sure that we sort of sit there and count it all the time. But, um, you know, the the responsibility for us is to make sure that we've got really good governance, really good processes, really good systems, you know, really good kind of um, throughput so people can kind of see where their assets are all of the time, understand how they're performing, know what's doing well, what's doing poorly, understand how much risk they're taking. Um, So, you know, there's a responsibility for us to kind of get back to them, talk to them, but there is an absolute responsibility for us from a business perspective uh, around making sure that our systems and our processes and our governance are absolute kind of market leading.
1: Okay. That's good. That's good. So uh, in terms of your structure, you've got, you know, all that money under advice, Uh, so you're a very busy man, you're big on client service, you're ringing people back, you're responding to emails. How are you structured internally? Are you the one that's... I have all the client facing contact, or you're structured in a team. How how does it work? Yeah. So, so
0: the broader Pitch Partner Sydney business, I I wear two hats in that business. I'm the managing director. So, um, you know, probably have, you know, final veto and and what have you in terms of some of the kind of strategic things that we do as a business. Um, What sort of sits below me, though, uh, is a general manager who looks after all of our kind of governance and compliance and structuring and resources. And then the other hat that I wear is clearly as I'm an advisor. So, um, you know, which is the bit that I really sort of enjoy doing day in, day out Um, from an advisor. and, And we have four advisors and each of the advisor teams are structured a little bit similarly. In that uh, we all have support people behind us. So um, I, I've got a um, an associate advisor or a strategic advisor who sort of sits um, who sits with me and puts a bunch of the models together and puts a, bu- a bunch of the um, documentation together. Uh, and then I've got five client sort of servicing type people, um, three senior ones uh, and, and and two more support ones. Um, the clients absolutely get to know the other people in the team. Um, you know, so while most of the stuff comes through me, and I'm a conduit to most of the stuff that goes to the clients, they absolutely get to know uh, my servicing team. Um, And, you know, one of the things that I'm probably really proud of over time is that all of those guys have the absolute same client service ethic as what I do, you know, in terms of how quickly we get back to clients, the fact that we don't know the answer, we actually tell the client we don't know the answer and tell them that we'll come back to to them um, but you just can't have a client base like mine without the fantastic support that's provided by both the business from a structure point of view and a systems and governance um, but also the individuals to make sure the work itself is being done so the transactions are being completed reports are going out uh, application forms getting done you know all of the normal things that kind of happen on a day-to-day basis
1: yeah well what you're really talking about there is building a scalable model and uh, it sounds like you've done that pretty well
0: yeah. So, so, you know, we're all different, right? And, and yeah. you know, I talk to different advisors in the marketplace. And, you know, when, when I tell them that I've got a bit over two bill of assets under management and, um, you know, a, a bit north of kind of 120 odd clients, they all kind of you know, th- their eyes almost kind of roll back in their head because, um, you know, most people will say that the most clients that they can service and service properly is, you know, 30 or 40. Uh, I-, I must confess, I-, I kind of look at them and wonder what they do on a Wednesday, um, you know, <laughs> or after. So, um, you know, for me, it's all about the systems, it's all about the processes, but it's also, all you know, about the people that you choose to take on that journey with you uh, and, you know, how they view their part of, you know, servicing the client and and, and what have you. So, um, you know, I, I always say that when we hire staff, you know, we can teach people anything, but we can't teach them to be smart. We can't teach them to be nice. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll always hire for attitude uh, and then we'll, you know, we'll teach them how to count if they need to. So.
1: Yep. Now yeah, that, that makes, makes a lot of sense. So that sort of leads into Um, the team that you build around you about your succession plan do you think much about that about you know what are you going to do in the future
0: yeah not heaps so uh, you know early 40s uh, I'm probably hoping to do this for a little while longer yet you know a a couple of young kids in a very expensive hobby and all that sort of stuff so um,
1: (laughs) yeah uh,
0: um, but yeah look certainly uh, you know we've got You know, we've got a couple of um, associate advisors in the in the business who are coming through and want to be advisors. You know, so you know, sort of filling those guys up and providing them with a career um, is certainly an objective for you know as a as a business. um, You know, continuing to bring on the types of clients that I actually want to be servicing and looking after um, in that kind of you know call it ten to sort of two hundred mil. You know, continues to be an objective and there is probably a point in time where there's only so many seats on the bus. So you need to make sure that what you're building around you uh, is an ability for someone else to kind of replicate what you do sort of day in, day out. So succession isn't, something that's absolute forefront, I'll be really honest. I think, you know, I think people can kind of overstate um, how much they care about their own succession, unless they're looking to kind of exit or sell the business. And, you know, that's just not kind of, you know, where we're at at this this point in time. Um, But giving people careers, giving people opportunities, uh, finding really good people that we can kind of trust with our clients is important. Um, Because remembering that, Handing a client that you've had for 10 or 15 years off to someone else is, you know, feels a little bit like breaking up. Um, it's actually a really difficult thing yeah. to do. Um, so, you know, you, you have to do it over a really kind of, you know, or I think anyway, over a long period of time. Um, and then you've got to really observe that the other person that's looking after the client cares as much about that relationship as what you do. So um, for, for me, it's something that, that takes time and, and we're committed to, but will take time for us to do it in any kind of material fashion.
1: Oh, that's good. That's good. So it's been a tumultuous time for advice over the last, you know, five years, and the better advisors have sort of flourished um, and the the industry has become slowly becoming a profession. Um, What do you see as the major trends going forward? Yeah, so I feel like, so I've been in advice
0: for, like, I don't know. I was really young when I started, right? So I started in 1999. So I've been in it for 24 years. I feel like the whole time has been pretty tumultuous. There's always yeah. regulatory change and there's yeah. always something and there's always someone who hates us and someone who wants to bash us and, you know, <laughs> someone who tells us that, um, you know, the, the current the, the current thing now is, you know, people like me are, are bad for the industry because we want people with too much money. Like, there's always something, right? Um, yeah. w- what I've noticed, though, over the last you know probably 3 years and this is like the big oil tanker that's trying to turn around it takes a while for it to turn around yeah what we're absolutely finding now is that the quality of the people in the industry is so much better um yeah. people people Previously came to advice because really, in fairness, they couldn't do other things. Now they're coming to advice because they see it as a as a profession. Now they're seeing it um, as a real career opportunity. So people are now getting educated straight out of the gate to be really good advisors. So, as a bunch of the kind of older people who've done who've done reasonably well and have absolutely played their part kind of lead the industry, what's coming in underneath is better educated, more, you know, driven people who understand the value of advice, who understand the value of investments um so what you're now finding is that the quality and the education that that people have got is far better than what it ever was previously so um i I see while there's been some pain along the way and while we've had to make changes and and what have you um all of the changes that have gone on have actually been really really positive um for our world And, and again especially those increasing education requirements and someone who's a bit older and who perhaps didn't have to have the education standards that the others had. There's been some pain, right? I've had to do some bridging courses and stuff myself. Um, But, you know, in in truth, uh, what it's meant is is it's just raised the bar and we're just getting better people. All those people who would have otherwise gone and been investment bankers or lawyers or accountants are now coming and finding that this is a really rewarding, enjoyable um, industry without all of the kind of, you know, red flags and kind of innuendo that, that maybe once it had
1: yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, one of, I had a discussion with um, the head of a major uh, financial services group earlier on. And he said, in exactly what you said, but in a different way, he said financial advice is becoming a noble profession alongside yeah. medicine, accounting, and um, legal profession. So I think that's right. And where it's come from, and what you and I have seen over that period of time, the quality has really been upgraded. So yeah.
0: and, and look, it absolutely should be, right? Like yeah, I say, yeah. um, we have to be acutely aware that we are dealing with a couple of things. One, people's life savings, yep. and two, with every bit of data that exists in that person's life so yeah. and remember that you that if you've got a good advisor um, who's managing a big bucket of your money you're also then asking them about your wills you're asking them about how you give gifts to the kids how you buy a, a car for your spouse whether you should move whether you should downsize um you know whether you should help your grandkids go to high school. Like you, you're having so many of these conversations that uh, it's actually a really enjoyable, rewarding, um, and then, it you know, um, as long as we get the model right, it, it's also financially quite rewarding as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, at the moment, what do you see as your biggest challenges going forward?
0: Our uh, challenge, probably from a business point of view, has been... Uh, finding new advisors, new senior advisors to come and join a business like ours. Um, There's, you know, I I think, um, you know, so so that kind of, the talent stuff is hard because um, you've probably got lots of people who are in their mid-20s and and what have you, and, and and really good guys have already got really good jobs. Um, so growing a business like ours has been challenging, despite the fact that we've probably got good deal flow and good clients um, and what have you. Um, in truth, there's not a lot of other real challenges that you think that, um, you know, you think to yourself, oh, you know, we can't, like, if regulations change and, you know, I saw a bit of stuff in the AFR just this morning in terms of what, you know, Treasury are going to kind of take from the recommendations and what have you. All of those things are just kind of day-to-day, you know, business as usual that you kind of get on and, and sort of deal with. Um, I think we will always have challenges around investment markets and, you know, whether they're doing well or they're doing poorly. Um, but that's absolutely our job, right? Like our job is to kind of navigate that stuff and and show clients through it. So, um, yeah, we we could do with some really talented people coming to us and, you know, wanting to kind of be part of our future. But other than that, I don't know, it's kind of a good time to be running these businesses. Like it really is a fantastic time to run a business like this. When you think about the fact that there are less of us who want to do it, there are more people who need it, everybody's getting wealthier, you know, um, like they're, they're, they're good times to have these businesses.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, in conclusion, I think we're getting towards the end of time. Um, what advice would you give to an, a new, bright-eyed advisor wanting to enter the industry or the business?
0: Uh, what advice would I give? Um, so, the first one is is have a real crack. Like, um, and what I mean by that is, I think that, that, that you know one of the keys to my success, I guess, has been that really early on, I realized that I needed to go and build key centers of influence. Um, Go and build those key centers of influence. You know, there's that old fable, which is you give a man a fish, he eats for a day, you teach a man to fish, he eats for a lifetime. Um, It's, you know, go and find people who are willing to trust to send their clients and their friends and their family and their, you know, their colleagues uh, to you. Um, And then the second piece, Uh, you know, because that's that's where success comes from. At the end of the day, you need bums on seats. You need people to come and hand you their capital and then you need to do a good job. And the second one is put yourself in a position where you're either working in a business or you're building a business that's got fantastic processes, systems and structures so that your job is just to face the client And have the conversations and put the money where it needs to go and all of the systems and processes and structures are helping you do that in a really kind of safe, compliant um, and sort of systematic way.
1: That's good advice, Charlie, Um, from a seasoned veteran like yourself. We might end on that note. I think that's been uh, some really good takeouts there for advisors and learn from their peers, and successful people like yourself. I really appreciate your time, and uh, thanks for uh, your support of Barron's, and we look forward to seeing you at the conference in Melbourne in October. Awesome. Thank you, Chris.
0: Really appreciate your time,
1: mate. Pleasure. Thanks, Charlie. All the best. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort.